welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. My name's Dan, this is your favourite fact podcast. Nine facts for you. Our job is to figure out if they're good or if they deserve to be chucked in the bin of nonsense. My three, I've got stuff about love hotels, uh, about shuffling cards uh, and also Fleetwood Mac. Connor is also here, what do you have? We're going to talk about Johnny Cash eggs and a place called Waffle House. And Mark is here too. I am indeed. Hello. Uh, I'm going to talk about getting drunk. I'm going to be talking about dropping books. And finally, days going missing. That sounds just like a really bad Friday night to me. (laughs) Drunk, all the books on the floor, and I've got no idea what day is. It's Tuesday for your baffled. That's what day is. We'll see you after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Connor you seem in fine fettle today what do you mean I Brimming. Yeah, <laughs> bubbling over. I had a bath last night. Right, okay. Yeah. Is that what it takes? I also, as well, have reduced the time between haircuts. And I've noticed that it does so much for your personal well. Like, <laughs> so instead of going like every three to four weeks, I go every two to three weeks. And losing that extra week on how long I wait just makes me feel better about myself. Two to three weeks between haircuts. No, that's, that's... Someone, someone's doing all right to be able to splash out on that every two or three weeks, aren't yeah. they? You know me. You know me. Just, you know, making the millions. That is Paul Pogba level. Two to three. Well, how long are you waiting? Six. six. Yeah, plus. that's outrageous. Six yeah. to eight. Yeah, six to eight. Thing is, uh, ideally I do four, but I'm too lazy. So it's a, yeah. it turns up being about six to eight. The thing is, when I get my hair cut, because I never have a consistent cut, I would say it takes a week or so for it to get to optimum length. Then I get optimum length and then I like that and then it kind of gets long and then I can't be arsed. Uh, and I think pandemic has ruined it a bit because it made me realise I look fantastic with long hair. But it it's actually, at the middle length at the moment. It was actually my barber that... that Sort of had the conversation with me. Like, did he? Yeah, yeah, genuinely. Like, I, I, I've had him for like one, two years. Good guy, really good guy. Have a few beers, love it. And I was sort of chatting to him. I was like, mate, my hair, like, you know, it's getting a bit aggravating. He was like, well, why don't you just drop that down from a three to four week wait to a two to three? Yeah, week of course, wait. a barber's <laughs> going to say that, isn't he? Best salesman ever. I don't know. I, you know what? You need to come more often than every yeah, ten yeah. years. No, Says not, car salesman. This is this is this is no quick sell to me. I was just like, okay, so I gave it a go, and you know what? For someone who did a whole lesson about not falling for supermarket tricks, you've fallen for the oldest trick in the book. You, you want to feel better? Yeah, just get more regular haircuts, specifically here. Book with me, and to be honest, if you want to get shampoo, we'll do a dry shampoo as well. We'll do, you know. You fallen for it, mate. And when you go in as well, I've noticed that all the really good smells, the good smells in the barbers, all the like nice hair product smells, are at the back of the barbers, which is where it's all on the wall right there. And you're like, oh, what? What's that smell? What's the name of your barber? Dan. Dan. You don't have a named barber, do you? It's Jack round the corner from here. Uh, do you reckon Jack rolls his eyes when you come in for your haircut? Oh, he loves it. Do you reckon he's like, oh, God, you know, Mark's back with this eight-week growth. 
<laughs> such a big bit of work to do now. Mark, we've been very mean to start with. I'm going to give you the privilege of giving us the first. You very rarely get the first fact. I know. I'm going to give it to you today. Thanks. Auto brewery syndrome gets you drunk without having to actually have a drink. You always look really good when you have a nice haircut and a good beard trim, by the way. Thanks, mate. Anyway, what was the fact? Auto brewery syndrome gets you drunk without having to drink. I reckon you do need a bit of a beard trim. Yeah, I reckon a beard trim. Can we can we do a podcast here? Can we not look at how scruffy Mark is looking at the minute? Uh, you, you're looking quite slim though. My comments have been taken to heart. They're very good. I mean, the very weight has. What? Not... Oh, what? In three weeks, he's dropped. Pounds. The, the weight has not changed. He looks very swell. <laughs> he was abusing him three weeks ago. What? What sort of nutrition plan is he on to lose weight in three weeks? Haven't eaten in three Why weeks. Are you Just a cry myself to sleep instead. Why are you making a comment about what? I've never. Looks like? I've, I'm, I'm saying he looks very good. I've always thought Mark has a really nice bodily shape. Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, good fact. That do you want to go into your first fact then or <laughs> also so why are you how are you becoming drunk without drinking so it happens when your body turns carbohydrates into alcohol and that's to do with just having too much yeast inside of your gut that basically means your gut ferments what you eat how much yeast are you eating for this to happen it's it is rare i will admit this is rare and it's not something you're born with, so it's something that might happen. So it might be set off, uh, for example, if you have something like Crohn's disease, then you might end up with autobrewery syndrome as well. Um, so it's something to do with... Uh, you have something else that basically means that you have too much yeast in your gut and then you start fermenting these carbs. So there are people who have been arrested for drunk driving, haven't touched a single thing, like someone who had never drunk any alcohol was arrested for drunk driving, Turns out they have auto brewery syndrome. A friend of mine got gout off the back of yeast. Yeah, it's good. good. No, he's only 26. Is that your first fact? No, no, no. <laughs> but he's only 26. That's quite a young age for gout, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really know too much about gout. It's, it's quite my, interesting. My dad moans about it. Is it? But, Is but, it? But, yeah, it's quite interesting, actually. It's a lot of crystals in the ankles and lots of pain. I didn't know that, yeah. But this link, the reason I bring up the gout yeast thing, yeast seems to bring a lot of to your life and not much great stuff other than I mean I, I wouldn't recommend just eating yeast if you're going oh I want a, want a bit of a pre-dinner snack just get that bag of the yeast out good thing I relate yeast to is beer bread marmite mm. yeast you see also as well with marmite love it or hate it I'm not with that sometimes I hate it sometimes I love it That's therefore you do love it or hate it no yeah but you either do one or the other don't you they always say you either are the fan or you're not the fan I'm kind of it depends on the day Sure. Yeah, anyway. Oh, God, aren't you so unusual? Yeah, I'm an unusual guy. God, first you tell us you've got a mate who's got gout at the age of 26 and now this. I don't know if I can cope. God, the, the pages of the book that we're turning today of, of the old Conanite story. Mm. You're going to find out a lot what today. What will be next? It's because I've had a haircut. Do you have symptoms of being drunk? Like, are you a bit yeah. wobbly? Yeah, bit. yeah. You, are, you act as if you are drunk so it's because there is alcohol in your system. It's a cheap not out. I mean, yeah, essentially. Well, yeah, but you've got, um, like... Carbolo, the whole, you're not going out because you've stuffed 50 sandwiches in your belly before so you've gone out. You're not me, moving quickly. You're basically telling me to lower your payback on your Amex, find yourself a yeast infection, and you're good to go. I mean, I don't think it entirely works like that. It, it's very rare that you get this. It's not just a case of, oh, yeah, let's just load up with yeast, and I'm sure that this will be me for life. Um, it, is rare, it is a rare syndrome. So, no, I'm not telling you to load up on yeast, and then you're a cheap night out. So... There you go. What you what you have learned is if you are in a bar, maybe one night, there's a guy in the corner that's absolutely rat assed and you go to the barman, Coy, he's drunk, and he goes, yeah, it's funny, I ain't even a drink all night. You can turn around and go... Mm. Autobrewery syndrome. Exactly. Do you, do you get hungover? That, I don't know, if I'm honest with you. Do you need a Sulfidine Max? Double. Double. I mean, quite possibly. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Connor, what's your first fact of the show? Johnny Cash's estate 
was approached once by an advertising company. They asked if they could have the permission to use Ring of Fire on an ad for a hemorrhoid cream. I mean... He instantly refused, obviously. I feel like that's the per- that's the perfect place for it, isn't it? It's, the, the, the problem I've got is, why refuse it? Lean into it, if anything. I fell into the burning ring of fire. And it's an advert of a dodgy <laughs> asshole. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank, thank you for explaining. I'm sure everyone was incredibly <sighs> lost until you just explained that. Do you know how much you. money they were, they were offering? No, no idea. Absolutely no idea. He instantly refused. There was no even negotiation. There was no chat. It was just, a, can we use the, can we use the, the song? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, I'm not good with that. But I would absolutely 100% be good with that if I was him. No, nah, but it's an image you've got to... You've got to um... He's Johnny Cash. I mean, he's hardly like living up an amazing image, isn't he? He's... What? I don't, I don't look at Johnny Cash and remember him as this good-looking, cool guy. No, not good-looking, but it's the brand. Ring of Fire, hemorrhoid advert. That's the one. Yeah, I know, but, but, but does he want to propagate this? This is what I'm saying. You need to think about your brand more, Connor. Mm. At the moment, your social media brand is... Here's, a, here's a good song. Does anyone know where I can get some beige chinos? Why the f*** is the government so sh- and is there any sunshine? That's what I'm saying. You need to pick a lane here. I'm, th- I'm feeling. But then also, on the other hand, yours is your f- cat and no one cares about your cat. My brand. And I also... Well, your your I, brand's the cat. I cherry pick it. Cherry pick it. You, you only get one every few every month now. Mark, do you see much from Dan on Instagram other than the cat? Or is that just me? That's just the cat. Yeah, yeah. but it's not frequent. And also, I know that 80% of my followers... Love it. Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire, I'd pay quite a lot. I'd, I would take good advertising money for things, I think. I'd sell out straight away. If anyone wants to... Hemorrhoid cream wants me to sell stuff for them. I don't know why they would. I can imagine you being the face of hemorrhoids. In the 1960s, Nintendo made quite a substantial amount of their money funding a different kind of game, the game of prostitution. What? They ran love hotels. Love hotels are hotels, I don't know if they still exist, but they were a big, booming industry in Japan during the 60s and 70s, where effectively you'd buy a hotel room by the hour. And Nintendo used to own quite a lot of love hotels. Now, the thing is, they owned them through Yakuza. The Japanese mafia. So that, the yakuza ran the sex industry at the time, and they um, they kind of got the founder of Nintendo, who had a lot of connections to organised crime, to run love hotels. So this obviously over the years of Nintendo being the wonderful brand it is today changed. There, there, there was yeah, changed. They stopped doing that. They've done quite a few th- strange things. Have Nintendo. Are we talking very much in the early days as well? Like, how long had Nintendo been around when this was happening? I assume he was maybe already in that trade before Nintendo kind of appeared. No, he is using straight-up Mario money for this. Uh, so the, the, it is in the 60s. Let me just check when Nintendo became a thing. Because haven't we didn't Nintendo start off as cards rather than Yeah, right, games? so Nintendo started off as cards in the 1800s. Then they were faffing around doing loads of different types of things. So they were card company for about 80 years of their life. Then during the 60s, they got into love hotels. Right. Then in the 70s, they started making video games. This oh. is just before, so this is 10 years before video games. Donkey Kong came out in 1981. So, oh wait, so Nintendo was the brand name, but what Nintendo actually done wasn't make consoles, it run love hotels. And then Nintendo... So basically, it's right. not Mario, Mario finance love hotels, love hotels finance Mario. There you go. I thought it was like on Monday you're doing Sonic the Hedgehog and on Tuesday you're working on your love hotels. I don't think that people partition themselves like that. Right, and obviously the guy that founded all of this is he's long gone, or is he still the face of Nintendo? I can't imagine he is. Hiroshi Yamauchi. At the time, he was the president of Nintendo, which I would imp- means he's probably not anymore. 
and he was always investing his new investing in new ventures. One was the Love Hotel. Sadly, the man is dead. It's really interesting, isn't it? I, I you do you do sort of think about that concept with a lot of world of, of like Disney and things like that. You wonder if there's ever been moments of quite dodgy happenings under the sort of brand name. Got to get your money somewhere. He, mm. he also invested into a taxi company, into individually portioned instant rice. And all of those things together brought the company to the brink of bankruptcy. Oh, and then they went, oh, f*** it, let's just do Mario. Let's do Mario. Yeah, oh, you'll just knock up this Italian plumber and next thing you know, yeah. they're billionaires. That's what they're doing in the Love Hotel. What we got left, a dodgy Italian accent? Oh, that'll have to do. Yeah. Slagging off the biggest film franchise, uh, one of the biggest game franchises in the world, with Italian accent. Oh, who knew? Mark, give us your second fact of the show. This is a very simple one. If you dug a hole to the centre of the earth and dropped a book down it, it would take 42 minutes to reach the middle of the earth. From any point. From any point, yes, because yeah, yeah. the earth is round. is round. Yeah. It wouldn't make it that far, though. No, obviously it wouldn't make it that far, but just to kind of give you the idea of how far it is from where we are to the middle of the earth, if you dropped a book, it would take 42 minutes to reach so how far, the middle when, of the earth. What, when does it get into terminal velocity at that point? How, how fast? Mm-hmm. So Sorry, what? So things can only get a certain... It might be different if you're travelling into the centre of the earth, but things can only fall at a certain rate they get to a certain speed and then the wind resistance is equal to the, the gravitational pull and that's terminal velocity. Pythagoras is for them. Yeah, four yeah. forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Pi in there, I reckon, yeah. If you dug a, a tunnel the whole way through... Then you would definitely multiply that by pi. It would come back and forward, back and forward, back and forward because it would be... And then finally it would just stop in the core. Is I this, mean, it would be fried by pressure. This is pretty similar to the fact, but in the opposite way, when it was how quickly you could get to the sun by car. Did we do that once? It was like quickly. how quickly we could go to the moon. We did moon. the moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. it takes about an hour. About an about, hour. Or to the the edge of space. So it's sort of up. To, you know, if you, uh, if you had a bad day, you want to just disappear. You have forty two minutes into the middle, or hour up to. Yeah, up yeah to exactly. A lot longer because you need to dig a hole. Yeah. yeah. Make sure the hole's pretty dug, and then or find a flying car. How deep is the biggest hole? Is how it, deep in, is the biggest hole in the world? It's in Russia. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I have no idea. Probably your one, mate. You've been digging. I'm calling Mark fat for the past four weeks. Mate. The Kola Super Deep Borehole is the deepest hole, and it is 12.2 kilometers deep. That's deep, that is. 12 kilometers deep. You're dropping this book down there. Have we figured out how quickly it's going? I, I don't. I don't care anymore. Don't Can care just... because you're interested. <clears throat> I don't care. I want to ask a question about the fact that I think it's really interesting. Go for it. Um, how do they know that? Have they done that? Like, no, no, they haven't done it, Connor. The, 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 deep, the deepest hole that's been dug is 12.2 kilometres. To get to the centre of the Earth is about 6,000 kilometres. Based on science. Based on science, yes. So, so basically, it, it's working out how quickly a book falls that distance. It's a wonderful thing, science, isn't it? Because what it does, actually, is it just gives you all of the shit that isn't actually able to be done, but tells you basically what they think it could be. And everyone believes I mean, in many ways, yes, but science is also the building block for everything that happens around us. Says science. It's all about this terminal velocity. This is what I'm saying. No one cares. It sounds like a f***ing thing. It's when when things get to a certain amount of speed, they can't go any faster because their drag is equal to the force of gravity. They figured that out for the book and they figured out, right, it's 6,000 kilometres to the centre. If it's travelling 150 miles an hour, it's going to take them eight hours. What's it called? Terminal velocity. Right. Tell me or tell me not now. That sounds like a ride at Thorpe Park. Genuinely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, it does, yeah, but it's also a big key milestone in physics. It's, wow. t- it's too big. It, it's, t- it's too long to be a, a good, like, the swarm, soar, stealth, terminal velocity. That's too many words. Too many words. 
Give us your second fact of the show. Due to the restaurant's reputation for staying open in extreme weather, a place called the Waffle House and the so-called Waffle House Index is informally used by FEMA to gorge storm severity. Who are FEMA? FEMA are the Federal Emergency Management Agency in the US. So where is Waffle House? Waffle House is in the US. But where is it? They're all over the, all over the US. So why is it used in tracking storms? So it comes from the Waffle House's reputation for being well prepared. Okay, so the company, where, the company's all over the US, but one of the branches is in a place that is quite known for storms. I'd say Texas is quite bad for that, isn't it? That's where my cousins live. They're, or they're, yeah, they're Florida, like, Louisiana, that's what Florida, they're Louisiana, but they're re- really well prepared for that. And they usually remain open during times of quite heavy storms. So they base the severity of the storms on the actual Waffle House itself. When they shut, yeah, it's bad news. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty it's serious pretty at that news. point. So Sorry, guys, crazy. Waffle House is a shut-in around here. Lives. Still do that. Well, Craig Fugate, who was uh, the FEMA administrator, coined the term shortly after the Joplin tornado of May 2011. The massive tornado devastated the town and caused $2.8 million worth of damage. It, almost, it also killed 158 people. Both of the Waffle Houses in Joplin, however, remained open. Ten years ago? Ten years ago. They were using this barometer of mm-hmm. severity ten years ago. Ten years ago. Staggering. Well, I think, you know, that's the sort of thing that people care about, though, right? If you're in America, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's quite funny, so I'll keep a track of that. So it's a good way for you to sort of keep up with how bad the storm is rather than this is a category three which no one really understands and just sounds like jargon whereas if you're like oh on the waffle house meter it's got an 80 percent chance of closing or something like that then everyone goes oh that's quite bad this is something that i don't want to be in charge of that i don't want responsibility for i don't want to understand i want these scientists have used some incredibly accurate scientific thing so they can judge when things need to happen then you can listen to the scientific version of it i don't want them to be like oh waffle house is open so it's fine and the Waffle House, it clearly wasn't fine because they were open and loads of people died. Sometimes some people just like a slightly more basic view on the world. Like why people listen to our podcast it, rather than another one about a fish. It's not even worked. Well, it says here, the Waffle House Index is an informal measure of a storm severity and its effect on a stricken community. It comes from Waffle House's reputation for always being well prepared for disasters and either remaining open during disastrous weather or reopening shortly afterward. So they base a lot of the severity of the storms, how bad the storms are at the time as well, around the Waffle House in that area. They're really well prepared as well for getting back to normality after storms. And you've got waffles. Yeah, and you've I got just, waffles. It also staggers me. I've been to a Waffle House's few, and it staggers me that they are the best prepared to stay open. Well, do you want to it, know, it was like a shack. Do you want to know something fun? Always. Yeah, when the storm happens and they're trying to get back to obviously normality, the Waffle House have got Waffle House jump teams. So they're teams within the Waffle House shops, restaurants, whatever you want to call it, who can quickly reopen the restaurant after a disaster as soon as it is safe to do so. And they've implemented these Waffle House jump teams into restaurants all over the county, all over the place to try and get people back to normal. Look, and I'm not passing much judgment, but I don't think that a Waffle House employs the elite people in society. No, so basically that that was something that I looked into. It's not necessarily, oh, we've employed 15-year-old Dan Simpson on a Saturday job and he's really good at this. They've got a team of people that will train you to be ready for if a storm hits. Pretty cool, isn't it? I think that's a good fact. Yeah, I like that. It is, but it just sounds a bit ropey. Well, I've dropped in Craig Fugate. He sounds legit. And you know what? When you mentioned his name, I thought, all right, Connor's taking this seriously. Sources. Look at my bullet points. They're not highlighted because I'm not a dickhead, but they're pretty points. 
Do you, do you highlight? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. He's got little sections. You know the podcast that we've been doing for 18 months? He's got little sections to let him know what happens next. You've got that in bold? I've got it in bold. That's my main fact. It's a big I, one. That I worded myself. I'm proud of you. How do you normally do it? I just copy and paste. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. This fact is all about shuffling cards and the odds of when you shuffled when you would get the same shuffle again, when you would start reshuffling. Nice. So thank you're you talking... For, thank you for solving the world's biggest conundrum. If every star in our galaxy... This is big. If every star... Think this through. If every... Just get your head around it. Are you going to start If every point? star in our galaxy had a trillion planets... What, on the star? Orbiting. And each planet had a trillion people living on them. And each of those people had a trillion packs of cards. And they were shuffling each of those cards 1,000 times a second. And they'd been doing that since the Big Bang. They'd only now be starting to repeat the shuffles. Well, I want to say one thing to you. And this links back in. The number of ways to shuffle a deck of cards is... This is going to take a while. 80... Unvingingtillion, six hundred and eight Vingtillion, one hundred and seventy-five Novemdecillion, one hundred and seventy Octodecillion, nine hundred and forty-three Septendecillion, eight hundred and seventy-eight Sextecillion, five hundred and seventy-one Quindecillion, six hundred and Quattrodecillion, six hundred and thirty-six Tridecillion, eight hundred and fifty-six Duodecillion, four hundred and three. Undecillion, 736 decillion, 975 nonillion, 289 octillion, 405 septillion, 440 sextillion, 883 quintillion, 275 quadrillion, 824 trillion. That's how many different times, different ways there is to shuffle a deck of cards. You know what I've said about people having days off, genuinely? Whoever, and you can beat this all you want, the f- an idiot is that has sat there made up this load of and put a number with those words it, it that's complete the other thing sorry i opened a bag of skittles during it's that it went on so bloody long I'm, ge- I'm genuinely angry why do people believe this crap the other thing as well that fact is absolute crap because me and you could both shuffle a deck of cards right now we could it's about just one numbers long we could shuffle the exact same thing you never know it could happen first yeah but time. the odds of that are one over a number that's 60 numbers long. Right, right, right. But it's not going to happen. But it is possible. Listen to me. Okay. Yeah, sure. Also, very quickly, it's not someone having a day off because this... The way that they've worked this out is, I, don't, I can't remember the maths in it, what is it, 1 over 52 to the power of 52? Like, it's not as in, that's just something you do on a calculator. Right. I appreciate that it's obviously something that's tough to do. I, I appreciate that. Do you not realise how much nonsense this is? Like, what you've just sat there reading for probably, hear it again? probably the... Uh, no. Actually, what you've just sat there and read while we've lost every single listener of this podcast. No, they're still here. No, they've got the skip 30, don't they? Yeah, they're gone. It's just nonsense, Dan. That's really interesting. The number of ways... Does that not blow your mind? But the number of who? ways you can... Says who? Says maths. No. Uh, are you kind of on my board here a little bit? with like the way not, it's, not, it's not someone random has just made stars, this up. Stars, trillion it planets, trillion this, trillion that. I, I agree with him, but this... That's just a way to visualise yeah. it. That's just a way to visualise it. I mean, I mean there, there are a few key things here. A, I just don't care. Mate, with an 18 months worth of facts that I've not cared about. Yeah, but this what, one is just... how long the longest road is? Yeah, no but, one. But Zero the, people. But the thing is, this fact only rings true if 
everyone gets a different shuffle every single time, which is incredibly rare. So therefore, the chances are that at some point they would have matched anyway. So doesn't really matter. This also, you're not going to shuffle a thousand times long. a second. Who's the guy? So therefore, sixty numbers long. Who is it? Who's who's come out and said this to you then? Would you, I don't know. Well, no, a, come, a on, come on, come on. With, with how much time you've wasted a saying that big number, you tell number me the name of this. Way. Who's the guy that found out this? Who's the... No, but that's what I'm saying. Who's the scientist? What's his name? Probably a scientist, isn't it? They all come under this bracket of nonsense, don't yeah. they? Yeah. There are more ways to shuffle a deck of cards than there are atoms on the earth. Oh, yeah. Don't See? Could have said, you could have said that. That instantly more exciting. Oh. What's the name of the guy that's worked it out? See, look, look, look how long it takes you to work this out. We just read these things, don't we, and accept it. Show me the guy's name. Who is he? Who, who worked this out? It's, it's maths. It's, no. it's, it's, it's just maths. Well, I could sit there, couldn't I? And I could go to you. Well, who invented two plus two equals four? How do you know that? Because that's what it is. Ready? It's Ready? the same thing. Ready? Oh, I'm going to go into this chicken restaurant. The likelihood what, what of me getting... What are you li- wittering on about with chicken restaurants? The likelihood of me getting two chicken thighs at the same shape. What? Is one trillion, four hundred and forty-eight billion, million, billion, 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 billion. Oh, it's just maths. <laughs> Yeah, but this is about shuffling a deck of cards. That's something that's physical in front of you. It's just putting it down to maths. Why are you doing chicken thighs? It's a scapegoat. It's a scapegoat for nonsense. Scapegoat. But it very much isn't nonsense because that is fact. They're words that are... It's an eight followed by 67 zeros. What more do you want? Mark, right, be the mediator here. Are you slightly in my world? I think you are a little bit. In a sense of, look... I think you wasn't until you started wittering on about chicken thighs. No. I think there has I to mean, be... I mean, the chicken thighs didn't help your case. No. There has to be an answer for these things. Yes, I accept that, okay? There's got to be like, oh, you've got to be a certain... But with this, a little, like... I feel like it could have been delivered a lot quicker and it would have been a lot less painful. Yeah, but that's just... If I gave that exact same fact with Love the it. exact same wording, yeah. the amount of I would be getting for how I delivered it the- versus, oh, yeah, it was you say it's more and then atoms in the in the universe. So, like, yeah, whatever. The problem is... That's you, by the, the way. I reckon, he, I reckon he would have... It's a really good impression. He would have gone straight to your weight. The problem is... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The problem is you deliver. You know, what else is that? That's, that's how many zeros are after your weight, mate. I didn't say that. You said it yourself. That's what you would have said. I mean, Absolutely all, what you would have said. We're all thinking it, but you're saying it. It's 52. The maths is 52 times 51 times 50 all the way to 1. Hello and welcome to A to Z of Men, a brand new podcast that helps explain, well, men. Each week, myself, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. We take on a different letter of the alphabet. What? In order? Yeah, in order. We will find a word that best describes men that starts with that letter. So it's basically like a guide. Like a guide, yeah, that's correct. Well, this will really help me explain myself to the wife. We tackle topics such as mental health, stereotypes, and stupid things us men do. Don't forget sex. Oh, and sex. Plus, you can send in your words, stories, and, well, anything to A2Z, is the number two, A2Z of men at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at A2Z of men. So join us each Wednesday as we create the A to Z of men. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You can always get in touch with the show, by the way. It's info at bafflepod.com. You can always follow us on Instagram. We're at bafflepod there, and it's the same on TikTok. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. In 1752, 11 days vanished. Don't exist. Where did they go? So, on the 2nd of September, 1752, the Brits all went to bed, all went to sleep, tucked up in their little beds in the Julian calendar. They then changed the Gregorian calendar to match with the rest of Europe, and 11 days just magically vanished. So they went to bed on the 2nd of September and all woke up on the 14th. They didn't vanish, though, did they? Well, they did. The days didn't vanish. Okay, tell me where the 3rd of September 1752 is in Britain. Well, it just, it just didn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. But it didn't vanish didn't exist. because no, the, didn't the exist. calendar changed. That's like, right. the, 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 didn't as exist. As in, the time still remained. Still remained. Didn't exist. It's though, just the it? way they no, calibrated time against calendars. It did exist. That's like me waking up right now and going, it's Wednesday the 6th of October, but tomorrow I'm just going to say it's the 8th and living my life by that. The time still existed. You've, no. you've let the curtain in behind how quickly we're, how much we're pre-recording here. By the way, I think that's a it's a poor choice of fact to place after you eviscerating my fact. I'll be honest. When I put this in, I wasn't anticipating you having the worst fact that I've ever heard. It's not the worst fact I've ever heard. So they're just living their life eleven years, eleven days out. Basically, essentially, yes. There's there's the Julian calendar, which is an old fashioned style calendar, and then there's the Gregorian calendar. They changed the Gregorian calendar and it went from the 2nd to the 14th September. It's like that overnight. It's kind of like the clock's going forward, but instead it goes forward 11 days. I'll tell you what, the road fact seems incredible, doesn't it? How long was that road? I told you, the road is great. How long was that road? <laughs> I don't even know. Was, when, it, was that the musical road? No, musical road was separate. It was different. You, you got about three separate facts out of musical roads, haven't you? Bloody love roads. <laughs> Connor, give us your last fact of the show. The 100 folds in a chef's hat are said to represent 100 ways to cook an egg. I feel like that is, that is someone going, why is there 100 folds? It's a way to cook an egg, obviously. So, and then they've got name them and they've got to seven and everyone else has got bored and they've got, yeah, fine. So I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that as a fact. I mean, it's, it is nonsense because there's not. Like, and I'm fed up of this, you know, like the elite closed door nature of cooking. Oh, no, there is a hundred ways to cook an egg. No, there's not. There really isn't. Well, it, 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 this kind of come from the early days of French cuisine. You don't know this. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm reading it right now. <laughs> yeah, but stop saying it like you were there. Oh, I wasn't there, no. Uh, but yeah, the number of pleats were intended to represent the number of recipes a chef had mastered for a given food, like egg, maybe chicken, something like that. Over the years, <laughs> it, it became egg. <laughs> 
two, the two big food stuffs that you picked. Oh, this chef's what is he cooking? Egg and well, chicken. Not, but then they're not going to put. You're not like saying cockavan or anything. Well, mildly they're not, exciting. Yeah, they're not going to put like you know toast. Something that you eat like tofu, aren't they? They're probably not a hundred weight. Well, it probably is actually. Oh, a bit more creative with your choices than eggs and chicken. Well, I'll talk to the French cuisine master, not me. Well, it's not going to be van, is it? Cockavan's not an ingredient. This is all about using ingredients. What's the 100 ways to cook tofu? Well, actually, knowing you lot, it's probably like, oh, we'll put a bit of jam on it today, peanut butter, oil, garlic oil, chili oil. Yeah, there you go. Anything goes with tofu, doesn't it? Then you also can use it for a little bit of DIY. But that's the you know, point. if you've got like a bit of a hole. That's in the it. glory with it, because it has no real taste that you can flavour it as you wish. It's just air. Oh, yeah, it's beans. Do you know what? Bean curd. I really have a, a, a anger towards tofu. <laughs> why? Because I I've tell, noticed. I'll tell you why, okay? I'll tell you exactly for why. I don't know how we've got to tofu, but I need to get off my chest. I appreciate people being vegetarian. I appreciate people being vegan. You do you. But this tofu is incredible shit. Right. You just all say it. I don't think anyone said that. Yep, everyone loves tofu. You always rave about tofu. My mate's ordering tofu ramen like it's the best thing in the world. Awful. Depends what it is. To- tofu can be cooked in quite a tasty way. Beyond but... meat? Yeah. Incredible. Tofu can be cooked in quite a tasty way. Corn it's, it's, yeah, oh. it's, it's not the most amazing food ever. It's just not. Just get rid of it. Is it just one mate that's saying this to you? Do you like tofu? Yeah, I enjoy it. No, you don't. You genuinely don't. I do. No, you don't. But I don't like it as, as in the, the, the form that you get of tofu, if you were just to cook that, it's really bland. It's the same as having just boiled chicken. Like, it's not an exciting thing to eat. But if you flavour it, then it can be really nice. And tofu's good for you because it's got quite a high protein content to what it is. What is in it? It's bean curd. So, what do you want from me? What do you want? You asked and a soldier. What, what more do you want from no, me? No, you just told me it was bean curd, and yeah. my taste buds did actually pop at them. So, there's something about the sixth of October. I remember, I, like, I was looking back on my like year ago thing. One year ago, I'm baffled. Tofu is horrific. It's horrific, mate. It tastes right. like cardboard. I don't mind people being vegetarian. Do I. I don't mind people being vegan. Yeah, I'm with but you. people who claim that tofu doesn't taste like. Yeah. are just lying to themselves yeah. and they're lying to the world. You've never oh, had okay. your tofu made right then. Tofu is oh, great good. when it's made right. I'll grant you, on its own, it can be a little bit strange, like a little bit like like alien fat, I would imagine. There's nothing to it, mate. Doesn't matter what you do with that. Like, I've been in restaurants before. Char-grilled tofu. Do you enter? No, you, you know, you've never been to a restaurant that's you offered you char-grilled tofu. Do you enter a WhatsApp group when you choose to eat tofu where it's just like, Oh, just say you love it. Never ever let someone tell you. It's no one, right? They're, they're all in a no WhatsApp group called We Love Tofu. At all is likes say, tofu. Is 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 going to you? Oh, I really love tofu. No one is saying that. If they're saying it, it's because it's been flavoured in a really nice way, and they appreciate that. No, the, no one is apropos of nothing. Going, oh, by the way, mate, right. tofu is great. Answer me this: You've compared it to boiled chicken. Yeah, boiled chicken has a taste. The reason tofu tastes nice when it's got stuff around it is because the stuff around it tastes good. Yeah, but would you? That's that's like no, but so to, no, but tofu has a taste as well. Mark. It's just not delicious. But no, so you have so what? So how nice is boiled chicken? It's actually quite nice. It's actually quite no, nice. It's not. Right, yeah, it hear is, me yeah. out. Your arm doesn't really taste great. It's got no taste to it. If I put spicy mayo on that and lick it, yeah. incredible. It's the same concept. It's the spicy mayo that's nice, not the arm. Yeah, but it's the way that they flavoured it. Right, okay, so when you have KFC, does that mean you can't say 
Does that mean when you say, oh, I like KFC, you've got to go, oh, I like this fried chicken, but I'm actually really enjoying the 11 different herbs and spices. No one says that. No, because I would have KFC, I wouldn't have KFT. Yeah, (laughs) knockout. The point is, is when people are saying they're loving tofu, it's for the same reason. It's they're loving the the way that it's been prepared and the flavours. No one, no one has ever said, oh, I like plain standardly cooked tofu that's unflavoured it's the same as everything the reason you enjoy uh, the reason that you know you enjoy your cooked meats and the reason that loads of chefs make money and stuff is because of the way what they do with it the way that they flavour the food it's exactly the same thing do you know tofu is used in desserts I imagine it probably is so is that you, you literally put tofu in anything start a main dessert you put it in a cocktail if you want you just sort of throw it in anywhere well people can do what they want garnish from a heat oh, bang a bit of tofu on it. Is that what you do? Well, you so, could... Tofu in a cup of meat. Yep, sweet. Put it here. Is it just mm. anything? Like The best thing I like, love doing with tofu is KFT. So This fact is all about a manager like properly being the ultimate kind of slimy, sleazy workaround manager. So in 1973, Fleetwood Mac were on tour and they decided they were going to temporarily disband. So they went their separate ways. So their manager, Clifford Davis, just got in, said that he owned the rights to Fleetwood Mac. He owned the rights to the tour. So he just got in different musicians to be Fleetwood Mac. You'd be pissed though if you turned up to a Fleetwood Mac concert and went, sorry, what? Would you know? The the members of the group were told that actual Fleetwood Mac would join them when it started so they would do the first few tours as Fleetwood Mac and everyone else the Stevie Nicks and the rest of them would come uh halfway through but they never did I do I listen I love music I love bands I'm into all of that type of you're so unusual you love music and bands so so indie hey guys do you Um, like music there's probably only a few bands that I listen to where I could tell you yeah he's in that band like the Cribs, for example, if they all walked past Yeah, but if you're the replacing street, the singer as well, there. if you replace the singer as well, I feel like you would notice. I don't know sometimes. I, I, I feel like with a band, if you've got a five-piece band, you replace four of them. If it's the lead singer, You've got to be thinking as well, this is 50 years ago. It's much, yeah. it's much easier to do back then because images of them aren't as ubiquitous as they are now. It's not like they're following Mick Fleetwood like, on like, Instagram back in the 70s. I'm with you. If they replace everyone but Stevie Nicks, fine, because you wouldn't notice. Because it's just like session musicians. But as soon as you replace the singer and the front person, I think you notice. When you're right at the back of Smith Apollo, you've had a few ciders, a bit wavy. If some woman come on with a thing on the hair, but Stevie Nicks got quite bold hair, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Wig, wig. that's it. Mm. Would you know it was her? I don't think I would. I love Fleetwood Mac. I wouldn't be able to tell. You love music. No, but I, f- I feel like not necessarily the image, but the sound. Oh, yeah. I forgot that she's got to sing. Yeah, you'd probably be able to tell. Yeah, but otherwise what tribute acts do. Yeah. Mm. Saw a George Michael tribute act for a few weekends back. Horrendous. Yeah? Yeah, really bad. Not good. It's a good way to finish the podcast, though, isn't it? Mm. Connor is explaining something for you next week. Uh, you can decide what it is Invertbafflepod.com that'll be out on Friday as for this one that is the end of this week's episode what have we learned? well there's not a hundred ways to cook an egg but there's many many ways that you can make tofu delicious uh, also if you have enough marmite you can get pissed and the number of ways to shuffle a deck of cards is 80 unvigtillion 650 you get the idea there's a lot of numbers not a lot of different ways make sure you follow you've got a Connor Explains coming Friday until then we'll say goodbye say goodbye Connor goodbye say goodbye Mark goodbye au revoir I'll just be in awe of Connor because he likes music until then bye bye
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.